Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Ward, back with another episode of Order Within. Episode number 50. So crazy. That's a, an exciting number for me. Halfway to 100. 50 feels special. Approaching a year here too with the, the show, which has been awesome. So thank you all for tuning in and joining me on this journey. Podcasting's fun. It's a long play for me, for sure. It's definitely an act. Uh, labor of love, if you will. But I'm certainly enjoying it, and I hope you are as well. All right, today's show, we're going to be discussing a topic that is near and dear, as many topics are on the show, but the focus is going to be on the small, still voice within us. I feel like it's a very impactful episode for number 50. Ties everything in that we've been discussing on the show, as you all know, many of you, if you are listening or have listened before, the purpose of the show is to discuss and find tools and strategies that can help us navigate a chaotic world and create order within ourselves so that we can experience fulfillment and peace and joy. So today, defining the small still voice within. So we're going to we're going to cover this idea initially. We're going to look at defining the small still voice. We're going to discuss the science and psychology behind intuition a bit. We're going to look at the historical and cultural significance of the, the small, still voice within. We're going to look at recognizing and cultivating your intuition. Your intuition. We're going to look at trusting and acting on your inner wisdom. And then we're going to wrap the episode. So the inner voice, it's something that I've been having a lot of conversations with entrepreneurs and creators and all different types of people online, which is awesome. It's crazy. The internet gives us a direct line to so many people now. And I've been building a lot of relationships and learning about other people. And something that's been popping up consistently, which has been very refreshing, is this small, still voice within. And I've noticed it in my friends. I've noticed it in new colleagues. I've noticed it in people that I respect and looked up to. They all have their own experience with it. And so this small, still voice is a very powerful force in our world. It's one that ties us all together. It leads us through life if we allow it. And it's really the, the true north in my mind to aligning to our highest life and, and reaching our full potential on earth. And for some of you, it's probably you're familiar with it. Maybe some of you not so much. But the idea here is to to work to define it and then work on cultivating it in our own life and, and allowing it to lead us in a way that's meaningful and helpful. So we're going to start by defining that small, still voice within. 
And so the concept of it is there is an inner guidance system that often manifests as a subtle, intuitive feeling or thought guiding us in our decision-making and personal growth. This voice is an expression of our inner wisdom, a source of insight and clarity that arises from our subconscious mind, helping us navigate our lives with greater self-awareness and authenticity. Now, it's a, that's a, it's a fun, large, expanded definition of it, how I would describe it. And the, I thought that was solid. It means something different to each of us, and that's where I want to dig in here a bit. Because there's been various terms that have referred to this inner guidance. Intuition, inner wisdom, gut feeling, inner voice, lots of different things this guidance has been referred to. And I think the thing is, with this, regardless of the terminology, the underlying concept remains the same. It's a quiet, internal source of guidance that can provide us with insights and direction in our lives if we allow it, if we tune in and listen to it. And sometimes this is unconventional wisdom, it's unconventional paths that it leads us down. And it manifests itself in in different ways in each of us, and the way we relate to it is different to each of us. So it's important to understand that how we define it and how we relate to it is okay if it's unique to us. It's just engaging with it, building that healthy relationship, and cultivating it in our life, because all of us will benefit from doing this, regardless of what we want to call it or define it as. And that's another thing to think about too. Language is very important. It's powerful. It defines the world that we live in. But it's language is also limited because we're attempting to describe new worlds and the way we view the world. Sometimes our language hasn't yet caught up to our evolution and the way that we communicate ideas or experiences. Definitions, labels, language help us to understand the world around us, but they're not concrete. They're not 100%. That's why exploring different concepts and the way we think about them or talk about them is important because finding the underlying thread in all of life for me has always been something that I find to be fascinating and critical to understanding our place in the universe. So the role that it plays is multifaceted. By tuning into our inner guidance, we can make more informed decisions, we can tap into our innate creativity, and we can foster personal growth. This voice can serve as a compass, helping us align our actions with our values and navigate the complexities of life with greater clarity and confidence. By learning to trust and act upon our inner wisdom, we can cultivate a deeper sense of self-awareness, resilience, and purpose. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about, is becoming stronger, more grounded, balanced, full human beings, anchoring our universal selves to earth. And we do that by leaning in and engaging with that inner voice, that inner wisdom that all of us have. This is the beautiful thing about it. All of us have this inner voice. All of us have this wisdom. Now, we can suffocate it. We can cut it off. We can suppress it. We can do all those things. But it's still there, and it's available to all of us whenever. It's just up to us to call upon it. That's the thing that I've learned over time is it's up to us. This is the the true concept of co-creative and co-creation in nature is that creativity, creation is waiting for us. We have all the tools and skills and the ability there waiting for us. It's up to us to make that decision and lean into those things and create co-creatively with the universe. This is how we co-create, but it's a dance, if you will. All right, the next piece 
The next section here is going to be going over the science and psychology behind intuition or that inner voice. Again, where it can be called many different things as we just discussed. So the neurological basis of intuition, and this is something that's been very interesting over the last 30, 40 years that's really came out in regards to our understanding of the brain and emotions and mental health and all of this stuff, which is great. We're really starting to understand how the brain plays into our day-to-day. And from my perspective, I see the brain as a tool. It's the mechanism with which we engage with life on Earth. The mind operates the brain, but it operates outside of physical life. So in my mind, the brain and the mind are two different things. The mind is leveraging the brain as a physical tool to operate. The mind operates outside of physical reality. So understanding that our brain and what we learn about our brain can teach us how we interact and interplay with physical reality. So the neurological basis of intuition lies in the complex interplay between different regions of the brain. Research has shown that intuitive thinking often involves the activation of the right hemisphere, which is responsible for processing holistic, nonverbal, and spatial information. So random, spaced out, what appears to be non-connected, nonverbal information. Additionally, the amygdala, a brain structure involved in processing emotions, has also been linked to intuitive decision-making. So our emotions are very powerful and they tie in from the brain. It is believed that our brains quickly process and analyze patterns and information even when we are not consciously aware of it, leading to the emergence of intuitive thoughts and feelings. So it, there's, you can root intuition in the neurological basis of our brain, you, we can, we're studying the brain, we see what sections are firing, we're tying it to certain aspects of our mind and how we're functioning. So they're, they're showing now, science shows us that there is tangible activity in our brains connected to intuitive-based decision-making. So it's powerful. It's not just woo-woo nonsense. This is rooted in science, which is critical to me. I as a spiritual person, it's imperative that we lean into science and be rational and logical as much as we can, allowing that intuitive, emotional balance to live in our lives between the logic and that intuitive. So now the, the subconscious mind in, influences our intuitive thinking. It plays a critical role. Our subconscious mind constantly processes and stores information from our experiences, which can later inform our intuition. And and this may all be happening in the subconscious without our conscious awareness. This is the power of it. That's why the brain, we only know only a certain percentage of our brain is being used as we know it. So there's a lot of aspects of our subconscious that's firing that we don't yet understand. And so this vast reservoir of knowledge and insight often goes unnoticed by by our conscious mind but it can bubble up in the form of intuitive nudges, guiding us in our decision-making and problem-solving. In essence, our intuition is a reflection of the wisdom accumulated by our subconscious mind throughout our lives. And this could potentially extend beyond our own lives and looking from a hereditary perspective, the DNA, the wisdom in our DNA that exists within humans is also playing into this. Like they're studying this, the malleability of genes and how this influences our experience and how that can tie in. So there's 
ancestral wisdom that we're activating and leveraging as well in ways that we don't even know either. This is the power of it. It's so cool and crazy. But something that I want to talk a little bit about is the distinction between intuition and instinct. And so intuition and instinct are often used interchangeably. I've even talked about it like that interchangeably before. But they represent different phenomena. Instinct is an innate, biologically determined response to certain stimuli aimed at ensuring our survival and well-being. It is often automatic and reflexive, such as the fight-or-flight response to danger. Intuition, on the other hand, is a more subtle and complex form of inner guidance, arising from the subconscious processing of our experiences and knowledge. It transcends the purely biological realm of instinct and taps into our deeper understanding of ourselves and the world around us, and in a way, as I said earlier, in ways that we don't even really understand yet. Instincts are very reactive. It's not something we're conscious of. They often they just happen. Fight or flight is a great example of that. We go into mode, our, our adrenaline kicks in, and we take action. We're not even thinking about it. That's instinct. Intuition is that subtle, soft, complex form of guidance that we lean into and we choose to listen to. Instinct is really driving when it's operating usually. All right, now we're going to look at some historical and cultural significance around intuition and the inner voice within us, the small, still voice within. So the concept of inner guidance is universal. It appears across various cultures and traditions throughout history. This widespread recognition of intuition underscores its importance in human experience and decision-making. Different cultures have valued and developed their understanding of intuition in unique ways. For instance, indigenous cultures often emphasize the importance of intuition in connecting with the natural world, while Eastern philosophies like Taoism and Buddhism stress the value of intuition in achieving balance and enlightenment. So, Right there is a prime example of how you can see cultural influences will influence, cultural influences will influence us, shocker, and how we engage with our intuition, how we think about our tu- intuition, how we, the perspective, the way we frame it, and also then the ways that we use it and apply it in our life, in our culturally driven lives. It will depend, too, on the culture that we're raised in. There are many historical figures such as Albert Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, and Steve Jobs that have credited their intuition for their groundbreaking insights and success. Those, the, the examples of those individuals, and I'll talk a little bit about them a little more, some specifics there. They shape human progress and innovation. They show the power of intuition that can be leveraged not just in, in small moments, but in big, groundbreaking, creative moments as as well. So that's some pieces of just thinking about culture and history. Now looking at religion and spirituality, the small still voice has been associated with divine guidance or inspiration in various religious and spiritual traditions, often serving as a conduit for receiving wisdom and direction from a higher power. And I love this because for me, I've been fascinated with the world religions because in my mind, it's the attempt at explaining and understanding our place in the universe. That's all religions are doing to me. They're trying to explain and understand our place in the universe, our life on earth, and what's beyond earth and life here. So religion's just a human's attempt to explain and understand our place in the universe. Quakerism has the concept of the inner light 
represents the divine presence within each individual, guiding them towards truth and righteousness. Christianity speaks of the voice of God or the Holy Spirit, providing guidance to believers. Hinduism and Buddhism emphasize the inner guru, an inner source of wisdom that can lead to spiritual growth and self-realization. And then prayer, meditation, and other spiritual practices can help individuals connect with their inner guidance, facilitating a deeper understanding of themselves, their purpose, and their connection to the divine or the universe. So you can see all that kind of ties together here. Religion, this is where this is very prominent, usually, is in the religion and spiritual spaces. So it's not very unknown in there, but it's interesting to me all the different expressions of this and the way it's communicated about or described, and the way it interplays within religions. The evolving perception of intuition in modern society now. So we've looked a little bit back in the past, talked about religions and spirituality, but how is it changing in modern society? And so it's evolved over time, Tuition ha- intuition has, from ancient wisdom teachings to contemporary psychological and scientific exploration, which is amazing. You want to take the... The, the mystery or mystique or the magic out of things. Now, here's the balance of that. Life is beautiful and magical, but there are often rational, logical, scientific explanations for things. And that's the goal. We want to understand the world that we're a part of, and science helps us to do that. So our understanding of intuition has changed over time, moving less from the mystical and more in the grounded, practical world of science, which is the power of it. It's, it's becoming increasingly important, too, in various fields and disciplines to stand out and achieve success in the world. In business, leadership, and personal development, intuition is regarded as a valuable skill that can lead to better decision-making, creative problem-solving, and heightened emotional intelligence. It once was dismissed as nonsense or woo-woo or whatever, but now people in the modern day are recognizing the value and power that it holds a lot more And so because of that, I think we have a chance as a species now to cultivate a deeper, honest, loving relationship with this powerful voice within us. So embracing intuition in a world that often prioritizes rationality and logic can be challenging, just as I was talking about. We have to balance that, but it also presents opportunities for personal growth, self-discovery, and a more holistic understanding of ourselves and the world around us. And not to mention that there is a lot of rationality grounded in intuition even though it's not linear per se but our brains there's order to the way we operate and intuition though it may seem chaotic is actually a very ordered developed and deep power that we hold so now we're going to look at recognizing and cultivating your intuition let's we're going to identify some of the characteristics of the small still voice within and in order to do that we have to pay attention to how it feels and manifests in your life. Intuition often arises as a subtle yet persistent inner knowing or gut feeling. Sometimes it gets really loud when we don't listen and it consistently it persists in our life until we honor it. It may sometimes be experienced as a sudden insight, like those moments in the shower that people talk about. You're not you're distracted, you're off thinking about something else, and then bam, insights come. You have a sense of clarity or a strong conviction about a particular decision or situation. Sometimes we're just pulled to scenarios, places, people, whatever it is. We can't explain why, but we just feel this pull to something. That could be that small, still voice. Because the key is, 
A small, still voice usually carries a sense of certainty and wisdom, even if it does not always align with our rational thought processes. There's something about it that just feels right, even if we can't explain what it is. That is a very informative vibe that we get and we can lean into as we begin to cultivate and learn about this and develop this skill within ourselves. So looking at some barriers, some common barriers to listening to our intuition, that small, still voice within. Obviously, fear is a huge one. Fear really restricts us, keeps us small, afraid, hiding away, locked away. Fear can absolutely keep us away from our intuition. Self-doubt and overthinking are also powerful forces that can pull us away from our intuition. Self-doubt is another powerful one. Fear and self-doubt really go hand in hand. When we lack belief in ourselves, we're often going to rely on other people for the decisions and things that we need, which can be dangerous if the people around us aren't really good, genuine, honest human beings. And at the same time, regardless, no one's going to care for us like we could. Fear can cause us to second-guess or dismiss our intuition, while self-doubt may lead us to question the validity of our inner guidance. Overthinking can create mental noise that drowns out the small, still voice, making it difficult to assess our intuition. Now, I think a lot of us struggle with that. We overanalyze. There's a lot of noise in our mind. That's why journaling and meditation can be so powerful, so we can start to still that chaos in our minds. Otherwise, it becomes difficult to distinguish between what is and what isn't that inner wisdom. To overcome these barriers, it's essential to practice self-awareness, self-compassion, and trust in our innate wisdom. A fear of self is key to keeping us ignorant. So that's something we have to be mindful of, is fearing ourselves can absolutely keep us locked away and out of our wisdom and trusting ourselves and learning to do that. It doesn't happen overnight. We can't just make ourselves do it, but we slowly start to do it and we start to make small decisions. So maybe in the past we would overthink something and dismiss what we're feeling, but maybe this one time we're going to give it a try. We're going to do it in a small way. We're actually going to lean into doing it. Even though my rational mind may be saying no, it may be telling me otherwise, this time I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to follow that instinct. I'm going to follow that intuition, that pull, whatever it is, and I'm going to go with it and see what happens. We have to work on this stuff bit by bit, day by day. When I was younger, the biggest mistake that I made is I thought that success and all these things came in these big, broad, sweeping changes. They don't. I've learned over time that they're small, steady, consistent over time, and then they build. So it's, it looks like overnight, but it's not. It's just eventually we notice it and it's there, but it's all the days that we've shown up doing the small things that impact the, the life that we live, and the way we engage with our skills, our intuition, or our abilities. So it's just small daily practices. I've talked a lot about these techniques for developing and strengthening your intuition. Meditation is one. Again, that's I was just mentioning that. You can settle and still your mind. A regular meditation practice can really help in creating that sense of ease and peace within I do a, a, a 10 to 15 minute daily meditation in the mornings. I found it to be very, very helpful. It does not have to be crazy. Sit with yourself, observe yourself, and just see what happens. Experience it. You can only experience this to understand. People can tell you all the benefits of meditation. It's just something you have to experience. Don't overthink it. Set the timer, sit with yourself, and just be. 
enhancing our self-awareness will be key to enhancing and developing our intuition. Journaling. Writing down our thoughts, feelings, and experiences can provide valuable insight into our intuition. Journaling can help us identify patterns, recurring themes, or intuitive nudges that we may have otherwise overlooked. And this is one of the things that I love about journaling is when you do it on a regular basis, you'll start to notice themes, thoughts, impulses, pushes, desires that continue to come up. Those desires, those prompts, those continual things that keep popping up are likely indicators of something we need to be pursuing or following or exploring. Mindfulness is crucial as well by cultivating a mindful, non-judgmental awareness of our thoughts and emotions. Now, non-judgmental will be hard. Most of us judge ourselves. We judge others. We judge a lot. We live in a very judgmental society. So the judgment piece, being non-judgmental and loving can be challenging. It takes practice. Again, all of this takes practice. You have to start caring for yourself bit by bit, day by day. But when we do this, we can start to better discern our intuition from other mental processes. This practice of mindfulness helps us become more attuned to the subtle guidance of that small, still voice within. And we can practice mindfulness at any point in the day, no matter what activity we're doing. If you're driving, if you're working, if you're writing, if you're doing the lawn, if you're mowing the lawn, if you're doing the laundry, if you're with your wife, if you're with your partner, if you're with your child, check in with yourself. Where are you at? Where's your mind? What am I doing? How present am I in my body? Am I where I'm at now? Like mindfulness can be practiced anywhere. And then last, trusting your instincts. Practice acting on your intuition in small, low-stake situations to build trust in your inner guidance. That's what I was saying earlier. It's small, steady steps. This is how we do it. Just do little things. Little things. Over time, this will strengthen your intuitive muscle and increase your confidence in following your intuition in more significant decisions. Maybe it's getting pulled to a book. Maybe it's getting pulled to a movie. Maybe something like that. Things that may not make rational sense, but what you feel pulled towards, explore those instincts. Allow them to lead you and see what happens. Doing it in small, low-stake situations helps us to build trust and cultivate that inner voice. All right, so the last section here is going to expand on that last piece. It's going to be trusting and acting on your inner wisdom, and then we're going to wrap the episode. I wanted to illustrate the power and effectiveness of intuition by sharing a few examples of intuition-based decisions from various fields such as business, science, or the arts to demonstrate this power. So I mentioned Steve Jobs earlier, the co-founder of Apple. He was well-known for trusting his intuition when making business decisions. One of the most notable instances was when he decided to develop the first iPhone, combining a phone, music player, and internet device into one. This groundbreaking innovation was driven by his intuitive understanding of what consumers wanted, even though the idea seemed risky and far-fetched to many at the time. It's crazy to believe that was a crazy, far-fetched idea before it was executed on because we can't imagine our world without smartphones now. So thank goodness Jobs leaned into his intuition and allowed it to lead him there because it created the entire smartphone industry, which has evolved our world rapidly. Albert Einstein is another aspect. So Steve Jobs represents the business design world. Albert Einstein comes from the science world, obviously credited his intuition for some of his most significant scientific breakthroughs, including the development of the theory of relativity. He famously said, the only real valuable thing is intuition. 
emphasizing the importance of this inner guidance in his work. And he was one of those people that talked about baths and walks and random things that ideas would come to him when he was not working anymore. And that's when he was stuck, he would quit working and go do other things, and then insights would come. Oprah Winfrey, she's a media mogul and philanthropist, has often spoken about the role of intuition in her personal and professional life. Her decision to start her own television network, the Oprah Winfrey Network, was a bold move driven by her inner guidance. Despite initial challenges, the network has grown to become a successful and influential platform, still rocking. And then in the world of sports, Intuition can play a significant role in making split-second decisions that lead to victory. Basketball legend Michael Jordan was known for his intuitive ability to read the game and make lightning decisions on the court, contributing to his extraordinary success as an athlete. And that's where training and building and exercising and getting the reps in can allow our intuition to respond in moments that matter because we're no longer thinking, we're acting, and we're leading with those that subconscious pattern-building power that we hold in our intuition. When overcoming fear and doubt, when acting on our intuition, it can be challenging. First, acknowledge and accept your fear and doubt as natural responses to the uncertainty. Anything that's uncertain or unknown, we're going to feel fear and doubt. That's natural. That's okay. Know that. Accept that. Embrace it. Lean into it. If you're feeling fearful or doubtful, know that you're pushing the boundaries of your comfort zone, so you're growing. So just remind yourself of that first and foremost. Then remind yourself of past instances when your intuition proved to be accurate or helpful, or those moments where you could have listened but you didn't and the consequences of that. I have a lot of examples in my life where I should have listened to my intuition and I did not. One of those examples was when I was out partying on my, it was for an ex-girlfriend at the time. I graduated college and I got a DUI. I felt the call to not go. I knew. I was like, I should not be driving. should not be doing this. I felt it within me, but I acted in spite of that feeling. I ended up getting arrested and all this stuff. It derailed a lot of things. Now, looking back, I learned a ton and I wouldn't have changed anything, but I had a chance to make a different decision. And who knows what my life would have been otherwise if I didn't. There's a lot of moments like that to where we can think back where our intuition was accurate or helpful or where we didn't listen and there were dire consequences. By building a collection of personal anecdotes and success stories, it can serve as a source of encouragement and validation for you when you need to trust your intuition in the future. So it's like building your own personal library of memories and thoughts around intuition so you can cultivate them and go to them when you're feeling fear or doubt. Something to think about as well when we're looking at emotions or thoughts. Intuition typically feels calm, clear, and certain, while emotions like fear or anxiety may feel more chaotic and unstable. I think those are great indicators of when we're leaning into intuition and we're not. Intuition is going to feel steady, calm, certain. Something about it will just feel right, even though we can't explain it. Intuitive insights often arise suddenly and unexpectedly without any conscious effort or analysis. In contrast, rational thought processes involve deliberate reasoning and conscious evaluation. Intuition is often not like that at all. Like the shower moments. We're thinking about other things. And then finally, pay attention to the sensations in your body when experiencing an intuitive insight. 
A sense of warmth, openness, or expansiveness might indicate a genuine intuitive response, while feelings of tightness, tension, or unease might suggest that the insight is driven by a fear or other emotions. So understanding and feeling, again, this is where that mindfulness comes in. We're having these moments. How are we feeling? How is our body feeling? How are we feeling energetically? Mindfulness can help us start to distinguish how we're feeling and what's inputting into those feelings. And we can navigate and begin to navigate that inner terrain in a more intentional, positive way. All right, y'all. So that's all I got for the episode. It's super important to, to recognize the importance of tuning into that small, still voice and trusting our inner guidance. It's absolutely a process. It takes time for us to develop it and grow it. But over time, we can get there. But it's a day-to-day practice and process. This is all a practice. So remember that. Practice your own building of your intuition. Pay attention to that inner, the inner wisdom in your daily lives. Think about how you're feeling. Look at your body. Notice your emotions. And just be patient with yourself. It takes time. Self-compassion will carry you through very difficult times. So if you find yourself being judgmental or critical of yourself or others, that's a nice prompt to stop, take it easy, and realize, like, look, this is all part of the learning process. I'm growing. I'm evolving. I'm trying. This is how it works. All will be well. Just remind yourself of that. Bit by bit, day by day, just start slow, start small. And over time, you can transform yourself into a loving, intentional, fulfilled person. And that small, still voice within enables us to do that. So, with that being said, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Y'all can get me on Twitter at Brandon Lee Ward. I'm on LinkedIn as well at Brandon L. Ward. I've got my website, brandonleeward.com. I've got content up there. You can email me if you'd like. You can DM me on any of the platforms. I'm pretty accessible. So anyway, I hope y'all are enjoying the show. I hope you've enjoyed the first 50 episodes. How exciting is that? Can't believe this is episode 50. I'm excited to continue building another 50 and beyond. So with that being said, until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.